Praise God. Well, I'm glad you guys came to church tonight. Forged the wind and came to church. Praise God in the river. Got a little rain. Had to get your feet muddy. But you're here. Well, I want to share something with you tonight. Hot off the press. So get your Bibles out. And go, if you would, to Matthew chapter 10. I want to share something with you about healing. You know, this week, uh, this week I prayed for two sick people. One was instantaneously healed. The second one, I believe, is going to be healed, but they didn't receive exactly the same as the other one did. Kind of surprised me. The one I thought was going to receive didn't receive just like that. And the one I didn't even expect was the one that was instantly healed. So, you know, I can't can't get a grip on everything. I can't tell you every little detail about everything because, you know, the bottom line is I don't know. I just try to go do what the Lord tells me to do and and, and then whatever happens. But I want to share something with you tonight that I believe is going to open up your eyes. It certainly was good for me. So Matthew chapter 10 here, verse 1. We've been preaching about divine healing. We've been talking about this, been talking about this, been talking about this. I'm not going to quit talking about it if I talk about it all year long. Until every one of y'all are coming back in here every week giving me testimonies of sick people you're praying for and seeing instantaneous miracles. Because we know that Jesus paid for our sin on the cross. Everybody will accept that, but he also paid for our sickness on the cross. And just like a person can be saved, a person can be healed. It doesn't make any difference what you were raised in, what your doctrine's been, whatever. That's the truth. That's what the Word says, and it's up to us to believe it, walk in it, and flow in it. So Matthew chapter 10 says, And when he called his twelve disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits and to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. Okay, this is exactly, this is the parallel chapter, Matthew chapter 10, that we talked about last week in Luke chapter 10. So, uh, you know, Matthew, you know, that's two different writers. They write it down a little bit different. <clears throat> but I'm going to show you something here. It says, and when he called the 12 disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits. So the word power there in the Greek is not the word deutimus. Now, the word deutimus, as you find in Luke 24, 49, that's the word that means power. It's the word where we get dynamite from. All right. That's the word, the Greek word, where you get dynamite from. He says, and you shall be endued with power from on high. That word power there is dynamite. Okay? It means explosive power. It means when you get baptized in the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, you should have dynamite power on the inside of you. Not just the ability to shout, not the ability just to spit, not the ability just to, you know, be crazy, but the power, uh, the, the, the dynamite power. Explosive power of God. But this word here, power, is what I want to talk about tonight. It says, and when he called his 12 disciples, he gave them power over unclean spirits. A better, a better word would have been authority. Okay? A better word would have been authority there. And some Bibles translated authority, but it could also be translated power. And if you do have power, you do have authority. So they kind of intermingle. But when you say power to me, I'm going to give you power. It either means that that the word that, you know, the imagery that comes to my mind is electricity. I was actually going to bring a taser in here tonight, and about this time I was going to zip it off, but I figured somebody would scream and it wouldn't wouldn't work good, and so I I backed off on that, okay? But I'm thinking, you know, you you think power, you think... So so many times as Christians, we go along, we're going to pray for somebody. We're expecting dynamite. We're expecting there to be this, this, you know, I'm going to tell, oh, I feel it. I feel it. You know, you're going to go a little Pentecostal. 
right? Ah, oh, I feel the man. I felt the anointing, man. It's coming like this. Oh, got that little power flowing in my hand. I can feel it. it's getting hot. You know, whoa! Like I play hand on, right? But the problem with when you deal with feelings is, you know, you may have the feelings or you may not. So then are you not going to pray because you don't have feelings? And a long time ago, the Lord told me that I couldn't operate in life over feelings. If I, if, listen, if I was operating in feelings, I wouldn't come, I wouldn't be here tonight. Had a long day. I'd just stay home, eat potato chips, watch. No, I wouldn't eat potato chips, but I'd just be home and I'd just watch TV <laughs> and eat carrots. Yes, yes. <laughs> this week. With a side of tofu. Anyway. So if you're going to be moved by feelings, listen, if you're going to be moved by feelings, then, you know, I'm telling you, when you get tired, you just get weary. I mean, that doesn't mean that you're, you know, like demon possessed. It just means you're tired and weary because you just worked all day or whatever. You know, but if you're moved by feelings and somebody calls you up and says, can you pray for me? I'm sick. And you're like, you know, okay, let me see if I can muster something up. Right? Because you're operating on feelings. That's why Jesus isn't putting the category of divine healing over in the deutimus category. It could be in miracles. Eventually, I want to get down on preaching about the gifts of the Spirit. That's a different category. I'm talking to y'all about us believers. All right? So he says here, when they had called, they gave the disciples and gave him them power or authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of diseases. He puts them in two categories. Sicknesses and diseases, all right? He just didn't say sick people, all right? So I was thinking about this, authority. So I'll pick on Dave because he sits on the front row and he gets it, all right? So for, oh, I don't know, at least 27 years, at least 27 years that I know of, uh, Bill Schaefer has sat back there and, at, and on a Wednesday night, I'm going to say, okay, well, let's take up our offering tonight, and Bill's going to stand up, and he's going to go over there, and he's going to get a bucket, and he's going to get ready to take up the offering. Why? Because for 27 years, 27 years ago, I said, Bill, here on a Wednesday night, we take up the offering. So he's just a faithful man, comes to his station all the time, and he does that, right? Why? Because the pastor asked him to take up the offering, right? I delegated authority to him to take up the offering, right? So now, if I go tell David, David, Bill fell asleep back there. Go, go back there. Tell him, take up the offering. And David runs back there and he says, Bill, Bill, Bill. Wakes him up. Robert said, take up the offering. Did not David just take the word that I gave him and go back there and deliver it to Bill, who has the authority to do it, right? All that's understandable, right? We understand that way of thinking. But if I'm up here just like now talking and I'm just going along preaching and sharing the word, and David gets up and he goes back there and he tells Bill, hey, Bill, uh, let's take up the offering now. Well, Bill would say, well, whoa, whoa, whoa. what do you mean take up the offering now? You know, Robert, does he want to take up the offering? There'd be a hesitancy, right? Because David is out of order. David's not taking, he's taking his own authority and going and doing something. He's not taking the authority that I would have given him to go do it and, and trying to get Bill to do something. Are you following me here? Right? And so we notice that, we understand that, we see that. All right. Now let me back up. Y'all just keep that in your mind. Back up to chapter 9. Go to verse 1. Matthew 9, 1. 
So he got into the boat, he crossed over, and he came to his own city, and, he, and behold, they brought to him a paralytic lying in a bed. And when Jesus saw their faith, okay, they had faith. We all talked about, preached about this for months and months now. Faith is, the, is what is grown in your heart. It's what you believe, okay? He said he saw their faith. It's evident. And he said to the paralytic, son, be of good cheer. Your sins are forgiven you, right? So if... Forgiveness of sins and redemption, it wasn't healing. How could Jesus say that? And at, at once some of the scribes said to them, this man blasphemes. And Jesus, knowing the thoughts, says, why do you think evil in your heart? Which is easier to say this man, your sins are forgiven you, or to say arise and walk. But, but that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. Then he said to the paralytic, arise, take up your bed and walk. Get on out of here, boy. And he arose and departed to his house. Okay. What did you see happen? What, what in that instance, what in that instance could anyone see happen? It doesn't say anything there. Jesus said to him, do this and power. We saw power flow out of him. We saw a wavy power come out of Jesus, and it hit the paralytic man, and he was healed. We saw a blue mist come out. We saw, we saw a yellow powder rise up and touched him. Nobody saw anything. He didn't even touch the man. He spoke the word, and the man heard the word and received it. I speak the word to David and said, David, go tell Bill, take up the offering. David goes to, the, I mean, goes to Bill, says, Bill, Robert said, take up the offering. And Bill jumps up, take up the offering. I speak a word. We didn't see anything happen. We didn't see, there was no, there was not, that's the reason why Jesus didn't use the word power in here. He used the word that means Authority. I gave David authority to go do that, and Bill has authority to take up the offering. Nothing seen, nothing, it's invisible. All that's spoken, or all that's taking place, is words are spoken, and he who has authority behind that word speaks that word, and something moves. Y'all look like my cow going through a new gate. Come on, follow me here. In the beginning, there was, the world was without form of void, right? And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And God said, light be, and light, we, light bead. Right? He spoke it, and then light formed. Did anybody see it? Did there, was, there, was there blue flame that came out of the mouth of God that went out? Didn't know he spoke the word. Why? Because he's God. He said, stars. Sun, moon, boom, boom, boom. Hebrews carries it farther. Hebrews chapter 11. Oh, this is good. Verse 1, it says, Now, faith is some of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For the worlds were framed by the things you cannot see. So in other words, everything that you see was created by something that you can't see. What can't you did? If I say this, David... Did, did you see it? Did you see the word David fly out and hit him? David, go tell Bill, take up the offering. Boop, did you see it come out? There's nothing came out. My word came out. You heard it. You didn't see nothing. Now, if I said it real loud to him, he might could feel the vibration of my voice. Right? But he ain't gonna see nothing. So he might could at the most feel. <clears throat> So Jesus turns to man, 
They can bed and walk. Now, here's the kicker. So what happens so many times in prayer is, and don't throw anything at me, is that we don't believe that the word has the authority to make it happen. Oh, you say, can God do anything? Oh, God. Yes, he can do anything. He's God. God created the world. God, no, they're in. He's God. He's, he's the Father. He, he created everything out of this nothingness, and he made all this thing. He's God, the Father. We don't see him. We feel him. We don't see him. Oh, he sent his son Jesus on this earth, and he died. Yes, Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the throne of God. Well, then if Jesus said he sent his word to you and told you to do something, then the word... The one backing up his word is the one who sent you, then he has authority to make it happen. Look at John chapter 5. Look at John 5 19. Gospel of John 5 19. And Jesus answered, it says, most assuredly, I say to you, the son of man can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the father do. But whatever he does, the son also does in like manner. For the father loves the son and shows him all things that he himself does. And he will show him greater works than these that you may marvel. For as the father raises the dead and gives life to them, even so the son gives life to whom he will. Now, wait a minute. Jesus said, I'm not doing anything that I didn't see my father do. He says, I'm not doing anything that I didn't see my father do. I see my father do. See, we sometimes forget that Jesus came from heaven. Jesus was there when the worlds were formed. So to Jesus, it was no big deal. Jesus has the understanding of the whole redemption. Redemption. He has the understanding of what God does. He came from a father who spoke and things were created. He understands that God is giving him authority over sin and sickness or the result of sin, sickness. He realizes that he is going to sit at the right hand of the throne of God when it's all over with. He understands that his blood's going to be poured out. He understands that he has authority over the devil. So then he just does what he sees his father do. He spoke the word. Rise, take up your bed and walk. He gave that man a command. Spoke the word. The man sitting there said, wow, that's Jesus. Faith in his heart, boom, he was healed. He said, he already said they saw their faith. He had faith. Faith connected with the word spoken, boom. Instantly healed. And here's where the breakdown comes. So now I go, and I'm going to pray for you. Oh, Dave's sick, and I'm going to pray for him. So I'm going to go over there, and I'm going to pray for him. And I said, I want to pray for you, Dave. And he thinks Robert is praying for him. And then I leave, and he says, oh, what a sweet pastor I have. Such a sweet guy. Just love him. Knew I was going to sick, and I came out there, and, I pray, and he's going to pray for me. Oh, Jesus, I just thank you. You're healing me. See, I'm not like saying that, you know, I need to get me a big ring, and y'all need to kiss it or anything like that. But you bunch of rebel, rebels wouldn't do that in a lifetime. But <laughs> what I'm saying to you is we forget that 
if we're walking as Jesus told us to walk, when we're saying or we're speaking, we should be speaking as we have seen our brother do. Jesus said, this is the way I see my father do. You should be operating as the way you've seen your brother do. So when you're speaking the word and you're praying for somebody, you're not praying in your capacity because you don't have any authority. It's just like David getting up and going back and telling Bill, take up the offering. He doesn't have authority to do it. But if the head has told him to take up and go back there and tell him something, I've given him authority to go back there and do that. Oh, so Mark 16 tells us, and the believers will lay hands on the sick and the sick will recover. He says, go forth in everything that I've done and everything you've seen me do. John 16, John 14, all these scriptures, everything I've did, you go do it now. And you're going to do greater works than these because I'm going to the Father. I want you to go do the works that you've seen me do. So I don't want you praying in the name of David. I don't want you praying in the name of Larry. I don't want you praying in the name of Frankie. I want you praying in the name of Jesus as I have told you and given you authority to do so. All you're doing is delivering his word. You know, the sick people I prayed for this week, I was going as Pastor Robert. I know, I'm friends, but I was going as Pastor Robert at a pastoral visit. So... I know Jesus, I mean, I don't think y'all have any doubt either that after all these years that Jesus called Lauren and I to be pastors of this church, so I know that I've done what he's told me to do, that I'm in the position to do what he told me to do. So I'm carrying out his word over the situation, but he told you, Mark, Matthew 10, we just read, he said, I give my disciples authority to go out Lay hands on the sick. So it's not you. It's not you trying to work up some faith. It's not you trying to do it. If you go as a disciple of Jesus, you're just simply doing what you've seen your brother do. You're praying as if your brother was praying Jesus, and he's going to connect with the faith that's in that person's heart, that word that you speak. And you don't have to see anything, and you don't have to feel anything. Because if you're waiting for feelings and that kind of stuff, you just, I'm just telling you, it depends on which way the wind blows, if you've got, got any feelings or not. Okay, so I go pray for somebody. Like, let's go back to what I just said about Dave. Dave's sick, and he comes in there, and he says, oh, Robert, he's so sweet. He just lost it. Because he's looking at me as Robert. Not as a believer who has carried out the word of God and delivered the word of God to them so that they are healed. Folks, listen to me. Can, oh, I just can't say it enough. Can anything stand in the way of God's word? God's going to, his word says, my word is 100% pure seed. And when it's sown in a heart that has faith in it, it's going to produce. It cannot be stopped. It will not return to me void. It's going to accomplish its purpose. So the word of healing from the throne is going to see results. If you deliver it in the manner I'm talking about tonight, under the authority of your elder brother who sits at the right hand of the throne of God, Jesus. So when you pray for somebody, you should never be praying, Jesus, I just thank you for doing something right now. You should be praying, Lord, your word says. And so I just declare the word of God over them. I declare healed in the name of Jesus. 
You said there was to be healed, and I declare healed. I declare cancer's got to leave their body. I declare whatever. You're speaking the word to the person as if Jesus was speaking the word. But so many times all we're doing is trying to get in agreement with the person for Jesus to do something. And Jesus is saying, that's like you going back there, talking to Bill, trying to get him in agreement to take up the offering. Why don't you just take the authority of the word and go back there and tell him to take up the offering? Clear as mud. Right? Okay, so here's another twist on it. So I tell David, hey, we need to take up the offering, go tell Bill. And so he goes back there sheepishly, hems or hauls around, kicks at the carpet. You know, finally gets over there and says, uh, you know, Bill, I think we need to take up the offering right now. And Bill said, well, what do you mean? Well, I don't know. I just think we need to take it up. I'm not sure, but we need to take it up. He'd just say, Dave, go sit down. You know, something wrong with you. <laughs> right? He's not walking in his authority. I gave him the authority, but he's not walking in the authority. He's not using authority. There is power that comes with authority, but only if you use it. See, we're always asking Jesus to do it. When Jesus said, I already did it, I've given you the authority, go do it. And we're asking him to do it when he's already done it and he wants us to carry it out. But there's this battle because you, you have all these mind things and mind games and worms in our heads that are twisting and turning everything around and doing this and that and the other and, 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 and talking us out of it and saying that, no, who are you? Who do you think you are? I'll tell you who I am. I'm the son of the living God. Jesus is my older brother. He sits on the right hand of the throne of God. Go right into the throne of God talking to him. So if I was you, I'd back up and leave me alone. That's who I am. And his word will always accomplish what it's sent out to do. And understand like, okay, so I batted 50%. I'm not going to quit. And then say, get a, start preaching a new doctrine, the 50% doctrine. Be happy with 50%. No. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to back off and say, oh, well, I'm going to keep reading. I'm going to keep studying. I'm going to keep getting it. I'm going to twist around. I'm going to keep thinking. But when I prayed for people, those two people, I prayed for them relatively the same. But I know it wasn't in the word that I said, the word, you know, like how I constructed my sentence. But I delivered unto them the word of the living God. I'm telling you, just go do a Bible study. Go, go through. Just take Matthew. Read through it and see how long of prayers did Jesus pray? Only long prayer you can find is in John 17 when he's talking to his heavenly father. The only time he ever took any other length of time when he was trying to cast the devils out of legion. And there was a little bit of conversation went on. Like you want to go over the cliff or in the pigs? Your choice. Because Jesus just knew all he had to do was deliver the word. He saw his father create the world. By the words he spoke. Now, last thing. Go to Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11. I mean, you just ought to read. Let's just read. Let's just read right here at the first. Let's look at this again. One. Now, faith is the substance of things. Hope for the evidence of things not seen. It's the evidence of things not seen. It's the evidence. It's the manifestation of the things that aren't seen. For by it, the elders obtain a good uh, testimony. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen 
We're not made of things which are visible. The things that are seen are not made from things that are visible. You didn't see fire come out of God's mouth. You saw God speak the word, and the, the, the invisible created the visible. Okay? So then jump down to 6. For without faith it's impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is. I love the way it says that. You got to believe that God, that he is, he is the head. He is God. He creates worlds. When you start to put your faith and say, wait a minute, this God that we, we serve, who is my daddy, makes worlds. He is. And I'm telling you today, people, people say they believe in God, but it's like almost like a mystical or a fairy tale or an old man in a rocking chair, or a something God. They don't believe that he is. So then, let me tear this a little bit more. So then if everything that was created that was, is seen was created by something that was invisible, and we know that what was invisible that was said was the word, that means everything that around us was created by the word. So trees, butterflies, birds, clouds, the river, it was all created by the word of God. The word created everything. So we're standing on a planet that was totally and completely 100% created by the word, yet we have a hard time grasping that God gave us the word and told us to go out and send the word out, and that's the way he's going to make things. When everything around us was created by it. See, I'm stretching you tonight because what I'm saying to you is, what are you really believing in? And religion wants to take us and say, oh, yeah, there's this old man. He sits up in heaven. It's far away, and he's up there in the clouds. And if you get lucky, you know, maybe you get a, you know, a flick off the throne or a, falls off the altar and falls down to you, and you get a blessing. You know, something happens. Something, you know, it's, 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 this, it's this obscure, untouchable, mystical God that's up there in heaven. But he's saying, no, 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 I just gave you my word. I created everything in this world by the word. I went ahead and created a whole world by the word so you could be living in the word. The word world. There's a new one. Right in the middle of the word world that I created by the word, and you live in there, maybe y'all can get it, that everything's created by the word. Someone's going to put you in the middle of a world that's created by the word, and y'all just stay around living in it all the time. And do we get it? Nah. A bunch of dumb, dumb, dumb. That's why he called us sheep. He said, man, you guys stupid as sheep. Just wander around all the time, graze and everything, just... Hello? I want to put you in the middle of a world created by the word so maybe y'all can get this in through you that this is the way it works, by my word. And when my servants, under the authority of Jesus, the head of the church, go out and use my word, they're going to see results because I'm a God who works through his word. So go over here to... Verse 12, I mean, not verse 12, chapter 12. Therefore, we also, I'm, I'm chapter 12, verse 1. Therefore, we also, since we have, are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. And so I just got, I know that we've always talked about, and I've been taught about the great cloud of witnesses or the cloud of witnesses that, you know, are in heaven, the saints that have gone before us. That's the way we've always looked at this. But then all of a sudden I got thinking, after I read this, I said, I wonder if the cloud of witnesses is everything that's standing around us here on this earth that was created by the word. We're surrounded by a tree. He's crying out, I was created by the word. 
You're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, the witness of all of everything around us that was created by the Word. Folks, I'm telling you what, if you can't go outside on a, on a clear night, look up the stars. Man, we're so blessed to be able to do that around here. Look up the stars and see it. I mean, it'll change your life. Standing out there looking at the stars. Get a crick in your neck if you don't do it right, but hello? Maybe that's the cloud of witnesses around us. Anyway, that's another message. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. He says, you're not going to make it unless you keep looking at Jesus. Because what's going to happen to you is if you start looking at all the, the bad in this world, you're just going to get discouraged. You're just going to get discouraged and you're going to get dismayed. You're going to think, oh, how can this be? Unless all of a sudden you stop and look around you and say, wow, that tree is created by the word of God. That sun is created by the word of God. Those clouds are created by the word of God. The atmosphere is created by the word of God. Air that I'm breathing is created by the word of God. <laughs> wow, that dirt is created by the word of God. That rock is created by the word of God. I'm surrounded by creations of the word of God. So then you take the authority God gave you as Christians, not special Christians, just Christians, anointed of God, blessed, go out, lay hands on the sick, speak the word of God, the healing power of the word of God. Go speak the word and say, he sent his word to heal you. Rise up, my brother. So, I don't know. Makes me feel weird on the inside. <laughs> makes me feel kind of funny. I don't know if I can do that. Well, then you're not in faith. And you're not going to see anything happen. <laughs> Are y'all with me? If you back off, you just get out there. You're not going to see nothing happen. I mean, I'm sorry. It's the way God set it up. It's the way God works. There's no other way around it. There's no like, I'm going to wait for the magic oil. When it comes in, I want to wait for that, and then they give me the magic oil, then I'll put it on, and it'll work. Well, I want, I want the magic oil. Man, I do too. Make things a lot easier. But when you start to grab hold of the, and grasp that Jesus didn't do anything, he didn't see his father do, that's why he just walked along and spoke to people. Be healed. Rise up according to your faith. Get up off your bed. Carry your bed home. Whatever. See so your withered hand. Goes to the sick girl. Goes to the dead girl. It's there in, in Matthew 9. Goes to the dead girl and just says, rise up. He didn't say, foul devil in the bed of hell. That kill this girl. I rebuke you. And they just, I mean, maybe that might be needed sometime, but I'm just saying Jesus just walked up and spoke the word. Rise up. Boom. What any big deal to him? When he was standing there when God said, moon be, sun be stars be because he understood the authority given him so when he sent the disciples out there in matthew chapter 10 he says i now am giving you that authority i want you to go do just what i told you to do go out and heal the sick cast out devils do all this kind of so this one thing said man because they were believing that jesus was the son of god and that if he told them to do it they could do it because he had power over the spirit realm 
He wasn't always Jesus the nice rabbi. He wasn't always Jesus the guy from Nazareth. He wasn't, no, he was Jesus, the son of God, over the power of the spiritual realm. So everybody went out and said, man, he's giving me authority. I can go do it. So they just walked out in the authority Jesus gave them and cast out devils. And, they, and then when you read this counter story in Luke 10, came back rejoicing, oh, it was joy. Oh, Lord, even the devils are all subject to us. People healed everywhere. We weren't just laying hands on sick people. getting There was nothing ever seen because the invisible was manifesting to the visible. And I'm just telling you, I can see it so clearly now why people aren't healed. Because they can't make that transition over to it. They can't see what's going on. They can't understand it. It's not in their grasp. Because, yes, it is different than we operate in this world here. Can you imagine going to a doctor, sitting down with the doctor, and, and, and they give you uh, some pills, they give you these pills, and they say, I want you to take these pills. You go home, you open up the bottle, and nothing in it. Would you just shake one out? Yeah, is that one or two? I think I've got two in there. <laughs> Took that pill. No, you would go back and say, Doc, ain't no pills in this bottle. Because you're looking for something visible. So you go up to somebody and say, Word of God says, Rise and walk and be healed. Oh, Robert, man, he drank too much coffee this morning. <laughs> Took him an extra B12, feeling pretty funky, very frisky this morning. And we write it off. And we don't receive it as the word of the living God from the servant of God. And we wait for the special something to happen. Who's got the, who's got the juju? Who's got the gift? What's going on? We're waiting to see. We're waiting to see. We're waiting to see. When God says, just go do it and watch my word. See my word. See my word go forth. See my word go out. I'm telling y'all. I didn't tell y'all this before, but I'm telling you now. Last Friday, I didn't have the money for Kenya. I told y'all I was going to have the money for Kenya. I didn't have the money. So I told the office to write out two checks because I was giving them driving Sunday. Write out two checks, $25,000 apiece. But I didn't have the money. I didn't have the money all there. Had some money, didn't have all the money. And so I talked to the Lord. I said, Lord, you told me to do it. They're coming in here. They're going to be preaching Sunday. So I don't know what I'm going to do, but you, know, you said Sunday, and it's Sunday. And so I don't operate by what I see. I operate by what I know. And I know what you told me. And so I just command the money to come in from the north, south, east, west, whatever you're going to do, Lord, bring it in. And so Saturday morning, a person called me and said, hey, I, I'm sorry, I, I've been gone. I never got in on that offering for Kenya, and I want to just mail a check over. And, and, and so I want to mail you a check. I said, hey, God bless you, brother. I appreciate that. And then they said, oh, by the way, it's X amount of dollars, and it was exactly the amount of money I need to fill out the whole deal and make it all covered so that the checks were. I wasn't going to give him hot checks. I was going to cover it, but I'm just saying, I had it sitting there, and it wasn't there. You know, I was going to cover it. I wasn't going to give Ivan hot checks. But the money came in the day before, and it all happened because of the invisible, not the visible. See, when you start acting and moving according to the Word of God, it doesn't make any difference because you're not acting upon the visible. You're acting upon the invisible. 
The invisible is the word of God going forth. You don't see my word coming out of my mouth, but you hear it. And so when you hear the word of God, because you know that's the word of God, and you speak that word, something's got to move. Now, it could hit a heart full of faith, and instantly something happens. It could hit a heart that's got like some some thorns in it that's got to work through it and it's got to come up and later you know everything's going to be a product or whatever you know it's got to it, you know I, but that's not my that's not my problem my problem is to preach the word my problem is to deliver the word my problem is my problem is to speak the word and it's their issue there that they have to deal with it and so what i'm doing is i'm building your faith and i'm trying to get you to understand this about authority because when you start to walk in that and you start to understand that Jesus gave you authority with his word, then all of a sudden you're going to start to see things happen. Amen? Amen. Ivan, the word that he gave over to the church uh, Sunday night, he said to the church about the being a big bay, big open bay and, uh, and, uh, and ships and the sails and all that kind of stuff. And he's saying all that. And I'm just sitting over there like that. Yeah. And so then we go, we go home and, and we're at my house going to eat something and I walk in there and I said, look, just go walk in the bathroom and look right there at the, the picture. And he said, what is that? And I said, that's the picture that I touch every night. To get through taking a shower before I go to bed, I'll touch that picture and say, they that go down to the sea in ships and do business on great waters, they're going to see the wonders of the Lord and somebody works in the deep. And it's a picture of a sailboat out in a harbor. And I said, so all you're doing is prophesying what I already know, but thank you because I need that encouragement <laughs> that this is going right along with whatever you're saying because this is what I've been speaking for 20 years Amen. over that picture. Because I can see it. I need the help to see it. And then he goes, at the process, I've never told him that. In all these years, I've never told him. I said, that's my favorite scripture. I said, all you did is prophesy Psalms 107. So with the invisible can become more visible than the visible. And it gets in your heart. But until we understand, that's the way God operates. We're going to have a hard time dealing with the word going forth because you're still going to be trying to make Jesus do something for you that he's already told you to do. Hello? So I wake up every morning and I say, Body, I want to tell you something here this morning. You better get yourself in shape because you got to carry me around all day. You stupid earth suit. You're going to function today in total perfection. God created you to function. You ain't going to mess around. You ain't going to whine and cry, talk about this and hurt here and hurt there. And you're going to do it. You're going to get up, boy. You're going to go out there and you're going to carry me around because that's the invisible spirit man telling my physical, visible body that he better line up. And I just keep getting better and better. Amen? Amen? Amen. So praise God. Bill, let's take up the offering. <laughs> Bill, I figured after a day, at least 27 years you've been standing back there doing that, taking up the offering, and 34 years you've been standing at the front door or side door, whatever door, greeting people. 34 years. Amen? Amen. Is that amazing? Thirty-four years of a smiley face. So praise God. Put your hand on your offering. Father, I just declare these are the wealthiest people on the face of the earth. I declare they are blessed beyond they could ever imagine. Lord, I just thank you for every business they touch, everything that they touch, every investment they touch, every retirement fund they've got. I just declare that everything that they put their hands to prospers. It blesses them. It comes in from the north, the south, the east, and the west and pours into their lives. And so, Lord, I praise you for that, and I thank you for it, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.